Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Just Skids. I'm Esme. I'm Clara. And this is our guest that we have on today. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Anna Kunz. <laughs> I've never heard you say your last name I'm before. Anna Kunz from Torture in the Desert Spiders. <laughs> from Spider in the Torture Deserts. I'm Spider Kunz from Torture in the Anna Kunz. Spider. We also have a super special guest, Shandy the Dog. Say oh hello. Oh, thank you. So for the listeners, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what's your band? What do you like to do? Who do you like to make out with? You and a band, usually. <laughs> That's like my go-to. Yeah. I am Anna. I, I'm from New York, uh, New Jersey. So I grew up around the two, kind of in New York City and going to school out in Jersey. Um... I moved here a couple years ago. I lived in London for a year and then here. Obviously, I live in Liverpool. I'm finishing up my degree for music. I know, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and I play music uh, under the project name Torture and the Desert Spiders, which is a rip off my mom's name, Teresa Torture Chambers. And Desert Spiders is totally a rip off of David Bowie. <laughs> I can acknowledge that now. <laughs> I'm in a place where I can uh, honestly <laughs> open up about that. Had enough therapy. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> just enough. Though, just enough. enough. Um, and um, I like to play music and hang out with y'all. Um, I really just like to spend a lot of my time checking out new records and digging through shit, um, making weird events happen. Whether that be musical, like The Void, which you guys played, mm -hmm. um, which was just as, as weird as it could get, turning my house into a German sex dungeon um, <laughs> in one day. It was amazing. That was the last night out we all had before. I think we and all then knew. Corona. And then yeah. it could have been worse. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, I feel like we died on a high note there. <laughs> we died yeah. at the top of the mountain, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. And then like even this week I hosted um, uh, an isolated version of the Winter Olympics in my house, which will be up later this month when I finally edit it but we bought like 24 kilograms of uh, shaved ice and a kiddie pool and I went skiing in my uh I, on my deck I don't even know what to say yeah <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys about this yet but yeah so we had like the six people in my support bubble or whatever for uni yeah including my, like me and my housemate um we had a, we had a full skiing competition free what's the support bubble it's just what the UK calls your six people as anyway. we you watch the news like all the time when you still I know, don't know what go anything in my head <laughs> it just like drips out the sides. yeah then, it's just yeah. like i try and absorb <laughs> little bits of it but i can't yeah well um that happened and we also did like um what else we did uh freestyle ice skating i did toboggan run by like like duct taping a bunch of pillows to myself and flying on a skateboard and going downhill like really fast with a cigarette <laughs> That's in my really mouth. scary yeah and then somebody had to grab the cigarette at the end of it emma grabbed it and smoked it and because it was still lit that was like the fur the fire pat the torch passing of the start That's of the incredible. olympic games <laughs> so i'll be editing that this month then the next one we're doing is um 90s prom night on a barge we haven't figured out the budget for that yet it's like how much can you really spend on something as stupid as this but so like <laughs> i like putting things like that together um, I also am learning to skate. I'm fucking terrible. It's a joke, really. No, you're um, not. Yeah, I am. I'm really bad. I mean, I, I've literally got a stress fracture within the first seven days of doing it. I had to take At least you can stand up on it. I so. mean, like, sometimes. Also, the board was, like, given to, gifted to me by someone on Instagram. And then I guess recently I've kind of realized, like, uh, there's some creative aspects of it. Like, it veers right randomly. 
and I thought it was just me. So people, I would just like be going straight and then veer right, like fall over. And people are like, are you fucking okay? Oh my okay? God. And then like, <laughs> I thought that I was like tripping. People are like, yeah, Anna, like you just got to get better, man. It's, it just gets easier with time. But then like some like pro skaters have been like getting on it and been like fucking veer to the right and fall <laughs> over. And I was so like, yeah, retribution is mine. So Anna has released some new music today. It's a, it's a single and a B-side. Yeah, we're going to play Scarlet.
And it all faded to blue, but really I knew that it was scarlet. And my eyes went to sleep just like a weakness. I was giving up on by scarlet. Hey Anna, play a song. Play a song. What song do you want to play? I want to play Black Lips. Are they cancelled? Can I do right, that? Right, this is the com- this is the dead complex conversation that we we've had. Well, but then I not. can't listen to any of my music. Exactly. Like the this frights the came on today, and I was like the happiest I've been in six months. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like you can't have that guilt, but just continue to do your best to like dismantle it in your surroundings. And yeah. like, there's nothing you can do. You can't just you. There is no point stopping and listening to these bands I know that sounds shit because it's like well if everybody boycotts them like it will make a difference and like maybe it will but at the same time like they're always gonna nobody is not everyone is always gonna stop listening to them so it's like if you enjoy it it makes you happy like just get that happiness well also like I think I think it's really important to make that decision on a case-by-case personal yeah. basis. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, I, I know some people who, like, never would stop listening. And, like, what the fucking, you know, the Orwells. When I heard what happened with them, do you guys know that case? No. It's no. terrible. They were, like, massive, kind of in the, I guess, like, Twin Peaks era, but they were a bit yeah. heavier. They were, like, I was massively into them, like, early, you know, on. And when I heard, I was so obsessed with them that, like, I listened to their album, like, every day, like, four times a day, like straight on like I knew every word every note maybe it was like really embarrassing when I found out that like later about a year later after I was really into them still kind of faded out my perspective and then I heard that there was like some terrible cases against them like really Mm. like hundreds Mm. it was like a class action thing and then everyone in Chicago was basically like oh yeah we all knew about this but nobody would listen like even bands like Twin Peaks were like oh yeah we knew about this but we couldn't do it like we've tried but we just don't play with them and I remember being like, fuck, I literally, I just was like, for me personally, I just had to stop listening. Because I knew that if any, if that had happened to me or any of my friends, and we knew that somebody was still, like, giving them streams, we wouldn't be able to, like, fucking handle mm-hmm. ourselves. But then at the same time, like, consistently, obviously. Like, if, if it comes up, and I'm in the other room, and I don't think of it, and then it, sometimes it'll dawn on me, and I'll turn it off. But, like, it's such a case-by-case thing. But, like, that's the thing, though. It's like, where do you draw the line? Because you then don't, it's there like, is no line. You that, draw that's it for what I mean. It, it's it's something that I think about all the time because so many people that I've, like you just said, then grown up loving, like have been majorly cancelled. But well, I also think that there's something to be said for like, I don't know, like if there's someone in the local scene, right, yeah, and they've done something, at, yeah. I think they should be yeah put to the bottom. You know that they've done something fucked up, and the person who's experienced it most importantly is comfortable airing that, which is always the pro- like you do not air that for somebody else. But if that's the case, I just think, like, do not support them. Do not, I mean, first no. of all, if you're a musician, don't fucking play with them. Yeah. If you know somebody's done something, that, and that bill is, like, got them on it, you don't play that bill. Mm. And if the promoter, if you're really valuable to that promoter, they say, cool, why are you not taking this? And you say, look, I'm not comfortable. And then if for some reason that victim is comfortable with you airing that, without naming names, you can say, like, look, I'm not comfortable. I know that this band has been outed already and they've not taken any moves to change it they've not grown they've not shown any growth or taken time off then say that's why i'm not playing this set if nobody knows about it though that's where there's a really big gray area you know Mm. what i mean and that can be really hard i just say don't play with them yourself don't give them a platform if you value your own art and you, you value the opinions and the the love and the admiration or support of the people around you 
then you don't put them in a situation where they'd be around that because you think of if a band's promoting that and their friends know it to some degree, right? Those people are coming to that show. They do. They know it. They always know it to some degree. And then those people are coming to your show. And then you're putting your fans at risk because you know that. So I don't think that's okay either. Mm. Create an environment where it's not accepted and then things fizzle out. I think it's also like, I don't know. I always take it back to like, we already said, like we do it based on what we can do in our own circles. And I say like, if you don't let this shit happen around you or you don't accept it when it is around you, then you're creating an environment for those bands that do sift through that local sphere, Mm. regional sphere and become bigger. And you've created an environment where it's not accepted on a lower level than when they get there. Hopefully the people leaving your regional area aren't those people. And I feel like that's a really important thing. And I think it's something that's new. I really don't think that people were thinking about this 20 years ago the same way that they were mm-hmm. they are now in the sense that like there is something that can be said you know that there are class action suits that can come out later on but I think you know if we stay accountable to the people around us and then also people just like talk about it like don't be completely fucking afraid to say like this happened and I know that it's like triggering for people yeah. and it's traumatizing and or even worse re-traumatizing for a lot of people to you know but I don't think that that's an excuse to not address things that are constantly happening. Mm. And as long as we know, and then we say, okay, cool. Did that person go do a bit of work? Did they, did they seem different? You know, years go by and people do change. And yeah. I, I do, I do believe in that as much as it's hard for me to say, yeah. and it makes me nauseous to say, but when, but when I will, you know, it's hard because at the end of the day, I still look at lineups and I see people who I know in my own private sphere, not my sphere of friends, but like I know in my own world of people who have told me, that those people have done some pretty terrible things. Mm. And it, it really hurts. And it's really hard because I know that there's a lot of people kicking ass right now, working their butts off to make really great art and with little to no recognition. And those platforms are being taken up by abusers. Um, and that can be really hard mm. because there, I do believe in forgiveness in the sense that like people can grow and that time can allow for change. But I just don't know... But only with the accounts, like them taking. Of course, yeah. I mean, that's inherent. That's not something that we've seen from Black Lip. How about those? Yeah. Do you know Pillow Queens? I've heard I've of them. Heard yeah, of I follow them on Instagram. Rock. Yeah, they're so fucking cool. Yeah, I was thinking that we could play Liffy by Pillow Queens because they're absolutely kicking ass and they're from Ireland and they're really fucking cool. Yeah.
I met them uh, at their show and it was really cool. Like they were all like really nice and it was totally like surreal because they played like one of the best shows I saw last year and I was like, oh, okay, that's great. So you're nice, mm. hot and fucking awesome. And I'm, then I'm like, oh, cool. This That actually comes back to why the fuck we give any platform to abusers when there's like women out there fucking killing it mm, yeah. and they're like working their asses off and making great music and I'm just like, why is it such a shock as well that people who are in good bands are nice but it is though it's like if you play a gig with them and they like speak to you you're like wow (laughs) i know one of the songs i want to play today is called tap by broke boy he's a really interesting artist he's a stripper trans rights activist sex worker rapper it's a queer version of wet ass pussy it's is it called really? trans ass pussy. Yeah. Oh that's hilarious. I know. That's, I love that. That's amazing. Queers in this house. There's some queers in this house. There's some queers in this house. There's some queers in this house. I said certified queer. Every single year. Trans ass pussy. Make that dick disappear. Yeah, you fucking with some trans ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this trans ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this trans ass pussy. Be- beat it up, boy, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. If you're buying, play both sides. Run your face in between my thighs. Spit in my mouth, look at my eyes. Pussy wet, come take a dive. I like envies, girls and guys. In all shapes and any size. I want you to park that big gate truck right in this little garage. Make it cream, make me scream. I didn't not a queen but Freddie Mercury when I sing Gobble me, swallow me, drip down a salami If I wear a binder when I'm fucking then I'm sweating heaps Do a good job then you know I'm clapping with my cheeks I can be a bitch but don't you have a cool sheet Fuck these turfs and these swerves Make them choke on all this stuff You can't call yourself a fucking feminist If you don't include trans women little bitch Now get your boots and your coat For this trans ass pussy Pay for my hormones shit to get close to this trans ass pussy Pay for my surgery he reimbursed me For this trans ass pussy Now make it rain if you this is for the trans boys and the trans girls All the trans people in this straight world No straight boys, no transphobia Having switched roles, making band over He got some money, then that's where I'm heading He ain't a pussy, he let me peg him He is an ally, I ain't a fetish Call me a gay boy, that's my aesthetic I don't wanna spit, I wanna gulp I wanna gag, I wanna choke I want you to touch that little dangly thing I swing in the back of my throat Set up the camera, we making a movie Even the straight boys, they wanna do me Flirting with me and they say it's confusing I got only fans and business is booming You run around my free bitch, handcuff leashes Put on a wig, make it feel like you're cheating Put him on his knees, giving someone to believe in I'm a three-course meal, trans pussy feasting I Suck the clit like a fucking leak You can eat my ass like a giant peach If your mouth's full, then don't speak Trans pussy make knees weak They say I wanna fuck, but I ain't gay though Homophobes aren't on the payroll I'm the dom, so do what I say so Pussy skittles, now taste the rainbow Yeah, yeah, you fucking with some trans ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this trans ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this trans ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some trans ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop. That's some trans ass pussy. I'm talking tap, tap, tap. That's some trans ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot. That's some trans ass pussy. <laughs> There's some queers in this house. 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 There
I love it. It just warms my heart so much, that song. That's amazing. I like that you refer to it in the same kind of terms that like old people talk about Christmas. Or like Adele or something. Do people say that Adele warms their heart? Adele gives me depression immediately. Know. She's like... I don't really know. She doesn't immediately know. Um, so, I have a question to bring up with y'all. Go on. So. Oh, you're switching the interview around. I love it. Well, I figured. I've been having, like, I feel like I've had a lot of iterations of my project, right? Where it's been, like, session musicians playing with me versus, like, my best mates back in London who were, like, the opposite of that. Mm. They were just, that was, like, a lot more, like, just mates jamming but making really good music. Yeah. Nowadays, I've got, like, mates who are also a lot of times, like, session and live musicians who are playing with me, but, like, I'm still writing alone. And I was curious, like, if you guys have found any difference in the kind of dynamics between those things or, like, if you if you feel like one helps the other does it feel disconnected when you do that or mm. does it does it offer something else it's like is there a point where you'd ever be like oh yeah like i'd like to get a violin player in here and fuck with some stuff you know what i mean and, and I, I, honestly mm. no <laughs> i think it would be really weird if we got some random person in. i can totally understand it for your dynamic if you know what i mean it makes sense for you to have more experimental things in yours or more what's the word like not classically trained musicians that's not what I mean but I just mean like people who do it as a job or are training to do it as a job Mm -hmm. I just yeah I just think it would be really I think would feel really awkward if someone came in who was like amazing at something we'd all just be like okay should we just leave (laughs) I feel the same way though and like I've had to get past a lot of that because I move so much so if I wanted to like yeah I couldn't keep up just my mates around which is what I always wanted and like what always made sense to me back in Nashville and then in London and then Liverpool, even like early last year, I was like, then started seeking out people. Cause then it was like, oh, I can't, I obviously have lost that kind of continuity with friends playing. And so there was a point where I was like, oh, it wasn't about elevating the music in any sense. Mm. Cause to me, the most elevated is when you're really locked in. Like I was yeah. looking at videos of me and Darcy back in London that uh, Pete took, you remember Pete Riddle? And yeah. he like took like a video of us, like our first week together. And like <laughs> Emma, my housemate was saying, oh my God, you look so young, but you're so into it. Like I like how like, butt length hair and I was just like glammed up and giggling in this like bunker under a train and pack them and I was just like I was just thinking about how like there's different forms of being locked in and there's different ways to elevate music I just think it's always gonna be better with people you're friends with because hmm, it's more fun but then at the same time I know people I mean the majority of people that I know their bands haven't stayed together because they've been really good mates and everything fucks up for them there's definitely circles where you see that kind of thing and people grinding against each other and then as like someone starts to surface above the group and then there's kind of that tension so i think it can work both ways i just think like in my personal situation it's been so hard to maintain that not as like a form of contention with people i wasn't arguing it was yeah. more just like i've had to move so much yesterday i even i was playing with my band and that like one set and that was really fun but like i was completely and utterly aware that if i chose to change something in that moment they would be like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. So, like, I had to stick to the set list. And, like, cause especially because we're new playing together of a few weeks, like, having these guys in. They sound great. But, like, I was so aware of that that I was, like, mm. panicking the whole time playing guitar and stuff, which I'm going to grow out of totally. But mm. then I played two solo sets. And then I was like, oh, man, like, I can do whatever I want. And, like, in the middle of one song, I switched to the next song. Like, in the middle of it. And then I stopped. And then I just <laughs> came back to the first song. And then I just put my guitar down for a second and just started laughing and looking into the camera and then picked it up and started again. And it was like, nice that I can do that. That's a different kind of thing. And I think that in some ways, when you're really close with people and you've really jammed like with Darcy and all of them back in London, 
I kind of could do that. Yeah. Because they would just be like, on, they were riding a vibe that like we were all in mm. and that's why it worked so well. And then this stuff works in a different way. It's really effective. It delivers kind of how I want it to. But I think to get to a place where I'd really be like, I'm cooking on both levels, both solo <laughs> and yeah, math. I'm cooking math cooking. on both <laughs> levels. Um, but like I'm to say like, oh, both my solo performances as torture and also my band performances are both equally like fundamentally the same I would have to be able to like change on a whim and do like random stuff like that Mm. you know what I mean but I think isn't that the beauty of your project though because like then they're never the same there's been no two gigs of yours that I've ever seen no two performances that have ever been the same ever the way you perform depends on who you're with Mm -hmm. how you're feeling who whether you've just met them, whether do you know what I mean? Yeah, like totally it's like right. very like um unpredictable, but in a good way. No, I like I actually really appreciate that because I think and I think I grew up so envious of the band dynamic. Like it was to me the highest point. Like that when I was saying like reaching towards something, that was it. And when I had like my two best mates in London playing with me, it was like that was it. Like that's what I wanted my whole life. Yeah. And then like realizing that I can do it on my own and stand on my own two feet, whether I want to permanently or not. Like I'm I'm definitely interested in long term members at some point. You know, yeah. At least when I know if I have a visa and stuff. But definitely was like a scary concept. The idea of like I, I always thought that the band dynamic, like what you guys got, like that is my dream. And then everything else, like, solo, it's great, but, like, I can do that any day, right? Like, literally, Mm. yesterday I got a call and then ended up playing four sets or three sets or whatever. Like, that's, Mm. you know. And so because of that, like, I think it's nice to hear other perspectives on it also because I think I've told myself for so long that it was unacceptable to be without a band. Because I I love walking out of the dressing room together. Mm. I love walking Mm. into the gate. I I love that one beer you have all together beforehand and you're just like, fuck, what the fuck are we doing tonight? Like, And seeing who walks in and kind of having that laugh together and making it a very communal thing, which, you know, for me, like DIY and community, it's like basically my whole yeah mo (laughs) and then and then like to do that alone and to learn that i can do it is totally empowering yeah but it's also exhausting emotionally and socially and artistically it must be quite nice though to not have to rely on anyone else because that can be quite a difficult thing sometimes yeah definitely like yeah pros and cons yeah no totally so (laughs) coffin vickers have released a new ep which came out today last week for everyone listening now it's called Art Damage, and we're going to play a song off it, which is called Provocateurs. Watch you trying to say this is our damage. 
band members like how would you advise somebody if they were to ask you how to meet band this members? This is a really good question because I have some really fun ones and then some really stupid ones and they're both like pretty funny. So <laughs> Levant was my first uh, guitarist from the from Torture Deathless Fighters and he was like he's fucking awesome like check out Kyoto Kyoto anytime if you're listening to this but like uh, he was really cool and like we met on Facebook Marketplace or something <laughs> like when I just moved to London I was like I like listed 400 bands that I was into like oh literally my God. on Facebook on the music like UK musicians and I was like someone please jam with me and then this other guy I jam with and I was like oh, and then I ended up he came to my kitchen and just played guitar and he was fucking amazing so we ended up becoming friends and then I didn't have a drummer for ages, and like four or five months later, I think like five, I met him in October, so I met, in January I met Darcy, and it was like my first night out, staying like abroad at uh, Goldsmiths or whatever, and I was in the SU, the student union, and I went to the bathroom shit-faced, and from what I remember, she was like, what are you, what, like, what are you into, what are you looking for, and I was like, <laughs> drummer, and then like, I think we're kind of like, Maybe flirting. <laughs> like, to be honest, if we if we, the memory serves, that's what happened. And yeah. then I was like, "Well, I'm looking," and she was like, "Well, I'm a drummer," and I was like, "No, don't lie." Like, <laughs> little shit face. Like I was like blacked out. Like I was like, I was like, "Don't lie." And she's like, "No." I was like, "Well, then fine. You're my drummer now. Be at rehearsal tomorrow." And then she texted me the next day. I was like, "I think I'm your drummer now." And oh I was my like, god, that's romantic. Oh, it was like romance was not dead. And then she like was the last. She was the only drummer that didn't show up to audition. Like the only one. And then like texted me like halfway through and was like, "Oh my god, like." I'm, I forgot, I'm sorry. Like, I'll meet, and then, like, or something like that. Something like I got caught up and then met us at the train station with, like, a spliff and her cajon and was like, let's go to your house. And we just went to my flat and she was fucking amazing. But then, like, past that, that was, like, once in a, like, not once in a lifetime, but certainly, like, fucking unreal the yeah. way I met them. And that was, like, London was a bit mystical that way because there's so many different people. Meeting musicians, Facebook, Facebook, just fucking jam with people because I ended up meeting that, meeting Lev and then, like, months later, like, so many people in our circles were intertwined because I met them on there. Talk to everybody who will listen. And if they think you're annoying, fuck off. I don't care. I hear that. Like, talk to everyone about what you're doing, what you give a shit about. It's so awesome that you love what you're doing or that you want to make something really cool. Like, I met loads of friends who I jam with who are really great. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think of their names, but I met them at, like, <laughs> I feel bad. No, no, because I... <laughs> Please skip that. No, I couldn't remember their last names. I know their names. Don't cut that out. That's funny. <laughs> no, I just can't remember their last names. I, know I don't know names. any of them. <laughs> oh no, my god, it's just funny. That's so funny. No, no, you're right, 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 right. But I mean, like, I've, I've met like lots of people 
walking around like London and Liverpool. Yeah. That, like I mean, I was thinking of two people in specific, like specifically whose names I can't remember the last names, but I met them at like the Camden <laughs> Market, and we ended up like talk making jokes about something in like the guitar store, and one of them worked there, and the guy was just browsing, and then we all ended up like basically closing the shop, and we, like the girl who worked there closed the shop, and we all just jammed for like an hour and talked about random shit, and then I ended up becoming friends with them. And they both kill it, and like I put yeah. on loads of shows with them now. I mean, like, just talk to people about what you give a shit about. I mean, Wolf, who I, I met him because I basically thought he was the coolest looking person in the room uh, at my first day in London. And I was at, a, a like, an open mic, which I was terrified of because it was London for some reason. Mm. And I literally, like, I didn't even, I just bought a guitar an hour earlier, so it was half broken. And, like, an, a secondhand guitar for 70 quid. And I walk in and I was like, he's the coolest guy in the room. So I walked over to him and I said, is the seat next to you taken? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. And he was like, What's up, man? You know, we ended up chatting. Like, he's one of my best people in my mm-hmm. life now. And it's like, I just don't be afraid to talk to people what you want. If they look cool to you, if they... I don't care about the whole, like, yeah, people are going to be dicks. Yeah, it happens. Of course it does. And you'll learn to get over that. That's part of growing up and getting through shit. But if you want something, it's like the elevator pitch shit. If you've got 30 seconds to tell somebody who might change your life... Yeah. I mean, that was fucking Claire and I's friendship. You literally w- wouldn't be sitting here right now if you hadn't have just walked No, I wouldn't have lived me. in Liverpool. I would have left the UK. I literally had a 30... It was like... Claire was one of those. I literally wanted her in my band. I yeah. saw her from across the street and screamed at her, you're the coolest. Like, you look sick, man. And she was like, what? And I, like, at like four in the morning while shit face because I thought that's somebody that I want to be friends with. And obviously, like, looks are deceiving and, like, obviously, I, you know, I clearly regret that. No, yeah, we, we <laughs> hate each other. We hate each other now. <laughs> We're holding hands. We're holding Holding hands. legs. Holding f- I'm holding her foot. <laughs> and um, romance is not dead. But um, it's just don't be afraid to, like, reach out to the people that you envy and that you want to be around and that you have love for. And, if, you know, like, what? Who cares? Who gives a shit? That's amazing advice. Carry yeah. on. No, I'm just going to keep saying the same thing over and over again. No, like, this is, like, making me feel happy. Thank you, babe. I mean, but, like, honestly, like, I wouldn't have met Claire. I wouldn't have met any of you guys. I mean, if the th- and also, like, things, certain things are teaching things, right? Like, there have been really major bands that I got shit-faced with and had a great chat with about music in the world, and then they were assholes <laughs> to me. Yeah. Mm. And then I was like, whoa. And then I was, like, really upset and, like, whoa, should I, like, back off? Should I not be annoying? Fuck that, man. Fuck that. They are not better than you. They're not greater than you. They are Don't They are you two years from now. Exactly. They're, they're you three years later. Yeah. They're you. You are them. You're fucking <laughs> Freddie as a kid, man. But like, I remember also there's times where like I've met people and they've been totally cool and like really inspired me. And there's also people who are nice to you and won't do anything for you because you realize they're just a bunch of kids who grew up and kids who got successful and they don't even know what the fuck happened and yeah they worked their butts off but they're like this was one of many things they wanted to do and now they're doing it and that's okay too you don't need to be fully moved and inspired by every person you meet but that moment like that first feeling of ambition and excitement about something when somebody even gives you an inkling of their attention and you're like oh my god I I could you could have been me yesterday and you know what they were Every single one of them was you. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them wanted to do this or was excited about something or was just a couple friends fucking around until something sounded good. Or maybe they weren't. Maybe they, they labored over something every single day by themselves and only showed a couple people until it meant something to them. And then they shared it with people and people still didn't give a shit. And then one day it picked up traction. That just reminds so, me of, I was reading, what's it, is it called Lonely Boy? The book that um, Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols. Optimal p- person pistols. to be from the Sex Pistols talking about. <laughs> no, but like, the book is amazing and there's this bit in it that like really stuck with me and he was like I used to think that like I can't remember the exact word mm-hmm. but it was basically saying 
I used to think that rock stars like fell from the sky and then if you realise that they just go home and like watch like watch fucking Coronation Street yeah. like everyone else. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's like true. you do just put people on this pedestal yeah. most of the time. You, sh- They're just you shouldn't though, should you? It's like, it's not. Also, here's another tune. This is uh, Sinead O'Brien, Fall With Me. She's been like kicking ass seriously and her stuff's kind of keeping the, uh, what's it called? The like post-punk UK and Ireland playlist actually interesting yeah. to me. It's not like, I want to do this. Like, she's fucking cool. This is an ode to the most basic city. This is the eulogy to the state I adore. Fall with me. Fall with me. that we're in this modern condition it comes closing in you can't imagine the state that we're in the cheapest religion is this modern condition too many minds on the beat they told me to be specific this is an ode to the most basic condition
your question? So my question is, it's kind of coming off of the last conversation we had. So it's kind of a fun one, but what, like, even guilty pleasure uh, things, like, okay, can I give you context for this question? Because it's kind of a hard one. So basically, like, sometimes I find, like, I totally get... As much as I love music, I find that sometimes I get, like, strung out and can't be fucked to do any of it anymore, and then I wake up the next day and remember that I love it. And there's certain surefire methods. I know that it's, like, an injection into me, like, an IV drip of why I do it, right? And I, like, watch it or listen to it. A lot of times it's, like, movies or certain, like, shows or books that I've read, but even albums, too, um, that I basically take like medication at that time and then like I know that by the next day I'll be like working twice as hard Mm. not even just like stuck I'll be like doing it again whether it's like some of it so are there like what guilty pleasure or not guilty pleasure um books and movies did you do you take on when you need to get that kick in the ass to be iconic or to be in front of people or to be an artist a musician a rock star whatever the fuck it is that like makes you feel like that that gives you the balls to go out on stage and do what it is that you do that takes a fuck ton out of you yeah so many i know but just give me something oh my god i'm really like so films i know a lot of people think this is shit film but Almost famous. Almost I know you hate it. No, it's my favorite film. I four times a year yeah. when I'm depressed. <laughs> oh, I really want to watch it now. I've watched it in ages. Oh, I've watched so that so film. Like <laughs> I've literally been like listening to the soundtrack to of it and everything because I need to watch it. It's just like such a nice. Uh, it's just I don't know what it is, but it, that that's one thing yeah. that gives me that feeling. For also, sure. the Runaways film. I was, I was gonna say that. The Runaways film made me gay. By the way, yeah. Yeah, I'd like same. to thank Kristen Stewart for that experience. Yeah. Um, oh my God, when her and Dakota Fanning make up. No, oh we all, we, literally we became friends. Yeah, over that's that scene. the scene that everyone remembers. But that's also the scene why we. And we then when she that. pisses on the guitar as well. Yeah, because that's literally you. That's like that's the most you thing I've ever seen. I will say the one thing about Almost Famous. You said I don't know what it is, and I think I figured it out last time I was like watching it. It was the first time I'd watched it, like, not totally stoned off my face. And I watched it, and I was thinking, the reason why I fucking love this movie is because it's it, it shows the actual shittest parts of the industry. Mm. And it does it, but then there's still those moments when you're, like, choked up and, like, fuck, like, I love that feeling. Yeah. Like, it's really cheesy and terrible, but, like, that feeling. It's the same thing where it's, like, it's the line where she's, like... What, whenever like I, like I feel lonely, I just go to the store and like see all my friends. And I literally, like every mm. time she says that, I cry. Because I think about like what it means to be othered and to be a misfit mm. and growing up totally outside of it to some degree. And like basically like that's what it was. Like I, I literally had my record player and then I would fucking hide and like mm. lock my door and listen to that stuff. And when I couldn't even do that, I would go to the school with my iPod and do the same shit. And it like mm, makes me iPod. cry. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel that. Do you have any other movies that do it for you? Can I throw one if you don't have one? Unless you've got one. Spinal Tap. I haven't seen it. Oh my god. Okay, this is Spinal Tap is a mock rock doc. It is the only one that exists. Everyone references it all the time. I I reference it in every conversation ever. It's fucking hilarious. It's basically um, a fake rock documentary. Basically, it's like about this band called Spinal Tap, which is like pretty much. Think of, like, the similar vibe to, like, uh, Stillwater from Almost Famous. Like, really cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Yeah. What, what is it? Fever dog. Fever, fever dog. <laughs> Bagging fever at my back door. <laughs> I literally, like, know that soundtrack so well. But, um, 
Oh, also, like, don't lie that you didn't cry when they sang Tiny Dancer. Oh, my no. God. I used to replay that scene. I, love I replayed that. it twice I think about last every week. time it comes yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, I was watching so it. Good. But, um, yeah, I will say that... Uh, still, st- uh, oh, my God. I'm actually... Why am I getting emotional thinking about it? I love that film so Pretty much. eyes. So good. Pirate smile. I'm pretending to drive right now. <laughs> she married a music man. <laughs> I'm looking over at you. Ballerina. <laughs> you must have seen her. Dancing in the sand. <laughs> what else do you have? It's not something, do you know what? It's not something that inspires me, but the best, like you just reminded me when you were talking about documentaries then, like the best documentary I've ever watched is the Daniel Johnson documentary. Never seen it. <gasps> yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's so, I cry every single time. It's like just one of the best, the most well done documentaries ever. Yeah. It's really sad though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know the ending. Yeah. There's one more that I think you guys will probably get that, like, this one. I think I know what you Yeah, gonna, it's really, really bad. Say? But, like, when I watch it, it makes me, like, f- love, hate the industry so much. And I love it. And, like, I don't even, I put it in the background of, like, conversation. You know, the, the movie that I'm thinking of is the, uh, is Dig. Yeah, I knew you yeah. got, I was going to say it. Yeah, and then I, I was like, just like, I can't. Wait, which one's that? The Brian Jones. Yeah, versus Dandy Warhols. Uh, that one like makes me like laugh so hard. And like, I just like, I love when the, the guy from the Dandy Warhols is like, um, actually, I'm just like Brian Jones Town Massacre. Uh, I just stole my thing, man. And I'm just like, I don't know why, but it's like out of a kid's TV show. Like, it's almost like somebody they, wrote that. They're all weirdos. They're like, all freaks, but it's so funny to me. Like, and also like the music's fun. It's all angry. And, it is. I went to see them like last no not last year like a, a few years ago and they were so shit I walked out <laughs> who I Dandy or Ryan out. you would never see Dandy so it must be no Ryan. yeah <laughs> oh wait Nearly. I just wanted to say a book that does that is Viv Albertine's first book Clothes, Clothes Music Boys Can have I you read it? it yeah it's, I don't, I read you it. lent it to me I think but you I still have it on your it, shelf yeah. that's like it's so good because it's like the most honest book you've ever read it's like disgusting in parts it's like really funny really sad yeah. It's just, yeah, it's great. feel that way about Alex Tilton's book. What is it? Like, The Man of Destruction or something like I've that? I've not read that one. Oh, I can lend it to you. We also have a new track from Minerva Wakes, which is out on the 30th of October, so two days ago. It's called Perfect Soul. you 
To wrap up, your advice is Facebook Marketplace <laughs> and putting your mind and pussy out into the universe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, mind and pussy in the universe, <laughs> getting drunk in a bathroom and speaking to everyone. Tell every woman that you love them uh, when you're in the bathroom and maybe one will turn out to be the fucking most amazing drummer you've ever met. <laughs>